Hello everyone, Callie Hannah here with a quick disclaimer from the future, 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 future. <laughs> the episode you are about to hear was recorded prior to my public coming out as a transgender woman. As such, you will hear myself and others refer to me by my dead name and he, him pronouns, and that is not how I want to be referred to now. I, well, I go by Callie and I use she, her pronouns. Uh, the rest of the episode has been left as is for the purposes of historical preservation, but uh, just know that it is not accurate to my current uh, gender identity. Thank you, and enjoy the show. The hipster and the nerd. Yes, hipster and the nerd. One one is the genius. The other is quite absurd. Exactly, which is which. Off the fence is switch. Yes, good sir. The hipster and the nerd. 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 And TV shows and comic books and video games and all manner of geek and pop culture. And dinosaurs. And dinosaurs included among that to see what we can make of it. I am Chris Hanna. With me, of course, is my co-host, Brian Brecker. How are you doing today, Brian? I'm good. I'm I'm just laughing at uh, the T-Rex's tiny little arms. With my dinosaur hands? He has very tiny arms. And today we're talking about Tammy and the T-Rex and Carnosaur. No, that's not what we're talking oh. about, Brian. Oh. You clearly, I mean, I know we spared no expense. But mm. I, I feel like maybe you could have spared some expense in regards to that. Because today, I welcome you all to Jurassic Thon. Because we are covering all of the Jurassic Park. I gotta be honest, it sounds a bit like you're saying Jurassic movies. Thong. We're not talking about this. Anyways, we're doing all the Jurassic Park slash world movies. Except for that Netflix show. Yeah, exactly. Because we're only talking about movies. We're not talking about the Netflix cartoon that has four, soon to be five seasons. We don't have time. <laughs> I didn't know. No time. And today we're talking about Jurassic Park 1 and Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World, aka The Lost World, colon, Jurassic Park. So if we get into the plot of the first film, well, before we do that, we should of course introduce Steven Spielberg, a man that needs no introduction, but let's do it anyway to waste time. Yes. Uh, Steven Spielberg came from the same blockbuster school of directors that came out of California in the uh, 1970s. They were one of the first generations to go to film school. So this was George Lucas, Francis Ford Coppola, Steven Spielberg, and a lot of others. And they were all kind of, they all knew each other, and they were all, they collaborated pretty uh, heavily together. Uh, For instance, George Lucas uh, directed a documentary about Francis Ford Coppola, and Steven Spielberg, of course, worked with George Lucas very heavily on Indiana Jones. And uh, yeah, and he started out his career making these blockbuster films. He kind of introduced the whole concept of the blockbuster with Jaws. And yes. uh, then going on with Indiana Jones, of course. And I think you all understand what Spielberg has done for the cinema. Yes. He's, he's one of the greatest directors um, of all time. Yes. Um, and I think is still is still making bangers today. And I, I And I believe that the original Jurassic Park is one of his best works. I, I think Raiders is probably overall his best film of the ones I have seen. Please do not yell at me. I have not seen Schindler's List. 
I'm sorry. What's interesting about this movie is that he originally wanted to make Schindler's List, but the studio said, hey, make this dinosaur movie first. And he's like, okay, I like dinosaurs, sure. I like dinosaurs, sure. And then he proceeded to revolutionize special effects in the process while making an absolute banger of a movie. Yes. Jurassic Park is really fucking good. (laughs) Now we'll get into the plot now, which we shall say with no commentary or interruptions from the peanut gallery. Fine. Yay! So industrious John Hammond has created a theme park of cloned dinosaurs after an opening scene where they yell, Shoot her! at a velociraptor that starts killing people. I love and, that scene. Yes, and uh, it's on an island off the Costa Rican coast. After a dinosaur handler is killed by a velociraptor, the park's investors, represented by a lawyer, Donald Gennaro, demand that experts visit the park and certify that it's safe. Two of them are Dr. Alan Grant and Dr. Ellie Sattler, and yes. uh, Dr. Grant decides to terrify a child for fun. <laughs> and this gets into his scene. arc, because his whole arc is about him accepting a parental role, because he hates children. And there's also, of course, the uh, chaos theorist, Ian Malcolm, who explains chaos theory for a whole generation of people. Where's that damn fourth chaos emerald? And, uh, yeah, they all come together, and they go to this mysterious island, and they don't know what it's about. Upon arrival, the group is shocked to see a live Brachiosaurus after they get a little tour from, uh, you know, the theme park guy, John Hammond. John Hammond. Definitely not over his head and doing something incredibly dangerous. (laughs) At the park's visitor center, the group learned that the cloning was accomplished by extracting the dinosaur DNA from prehistoric mosquitoes preserved in amber. DNA from frogs were used to fill in the gaps in the genome of the dinosaurs and to prevent breeding. All the dinosaurs were made female by omitting exposure to testosterone during a critical period in the embryonic development. Now this is important because later on, the dinosaurs start changing their sex because they have frog DNA and frogs can do that. So in essence, they are turning the frogs gay. Now, the group (laughs) witnesses the hatching of a baby velociraptor and visits the raptor enclosure. During lunch... Which includes a, uh, a cow, cow being devoured. devoured. The group debates the ethics of cloning and the creation of the theme park. Malcolm warns about the implication of genetic engineering and has a famous speech where he says, I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're, that you're using here. Uh, it didn't require any discipline to attain it. You know, you read what others had done and you, and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourselves, so you don't take any responsibility. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses uh, to accomplish something as fast as you could, and before you even knew what you had, you you patented it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and now you're selling it. You want to sell it. Well, our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. And uh, he scoffs at the park's conceptualization, saying that it will inevitably break down because uh, life finds a way. Like, now, uh... Away. The group is joined by Hammond's grandchildren, Lex and Tim Murphy, and I must have not been paying attention enough the first time I watched this movie, because I could have sworn they were the children of Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler. <laughs> well, that is kind of... If, you, if you're not paying close attention, particularly the ending kind of implies that they have a closer relationship than they actually right. do. They but take no, out a parental Hammond's, role during These are the Hammond's film. grandkids. Yes. Which, um, they... And they are what they watch like they were in the book. Although Hammond is decidedly nicer to them than he is in the book, because Hammond in the book is kind of an asshole. Yes. Like he's a really grumpy old man, and Spielberg changed this 
for the better, I feel. Mm-hmm. And I'm genuinely shocked, and while and Dominion isn't out yet, so this might change, I am genuinely shocked that the, that the Jurassic World movies have not played the grown-up Tim and Lex card. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that is a very easy win. Anyways, the tour does not go as planned, with most of the dinosaurs failing to appear, and the group encounters a sick Triceratops. They, it is cut short as a tropical cyclone approaches after they in, basically they inspect the uh, Triceratops' poop. And they get their hands in the poop, and uh, and then uh, Jeff Goldblum says, that's a lot of shit. That is one big pile of shit. And uh, most of the park employees leave for the mainland on a boat while the visitors return to their electric tour vehicles, except Sattler, who stays behind with the park's veterinarian to study the Triceratops. Meanwhile, there is this asshole that is this very large man, uh, I forget his name. Dennis but... Nedry. Dennis Nedry. Played by Wayne Knight, a.k.a. Newman from Seinfeld. Yes. <laughs> and he is a hacker extraordinaire. He does the IT for the whole park, but he's been contracted to steal the embryos for a secret organization, and he puts it in a, in a little Barbasol can, which yes. I think is very fun. It's sort of like a <laughs> sort of like a James Bond thing. Anyway, so then what happens is most of the park employees leave the mainland in a boat, while the visitors return to their electric tour vehicles, except Sattler, who stays behind with the park's veterinarian to study the Triceratops. And Jurassic Park's disgruntled lead computer programmer, Dennis Nedry, who has been bribed by Dodson, a man working for Hammond's corporate rival, to steal fertilized dinosaur embryos. And then uh, Nedry deactivates the park's security system to gain access to the embryo storage room and accidentally fucks up everything and stores the embryos inside a container disguised as a shaving cream can. Now, Nedry's sabotage also cuts the power to the tour vehicles, stranding them just as they're near the park's Tyrannosaurus Rex paddock. Most of the park's electric fences are deactivated as well, allowing the T-Rex to escape and attack the group, including attacking the little car, flipping it over, and then the group gets separated. After the Tyrannosaur overturns a toy vehicle, it injures Malcolm and devours Gennaro, because fuck them lawyers, uh, while Grant, Lex, and Tim escape. On his way to deliver the embryo to the island's docks, Nedry becomes lost in the rain and crashes his Jeep Wrangler and is killed by a Dilophosaurus. I think I said that right. Sadler helps the game warden, Robert Muldoon, search for survivors. They recover an injured Malcolm, but are chased away by the returning Tyrannosaurus Rex. And the things in the image of the uh, of the car window are closer than they appear. Before they can find Grant, Tim, and Lex, who take shelter in a treetop, and encounter a Brachiosaurus. And they have a little discussion about veganism. Uh, the three <laughs> la- Those three later discover the broken shells of dinosaur eggs, and Grant concludes that the dinosaurs have been breeding, which occurred because of the frog DNA. Some West African frogs can change their sex in a single-sex environment, allowing the dinosaurs to do so as well. Which yeah. They all start female, so they would have had to grow. <laughs> I'm just saying, I want the deleted scene where we get to see them growing dicks. I don't think we need dino dick, quite right. I think, I think we do. Unable to decipher Nedry's code to reactivate the security system, Hammond and the chief engineer Ray Arnold, who will definitely not die, reboot the park system. The group shuts down the park's grid and retreats to an emergency bunker, while Arnold heads to a maintenance shed to complete the rebooting process. When Arnold fails to return, Sattler and Muldoon head to the shed. They discover the shutdown has deactivated the remaining fences and released the Velociraptors. And then they find out that, oh my god, Samuel L. Jackson was killed! 
holy shit, and this is the one scene I remember from when I was a kid. I was like, oh shit, that's a severed arm. That's badass. <laughs> uh, anyway, Muldoon distracts the raptors while Sadler goes to turn the power back on before being attacked by a raptor and discovering Arnold's severed arm. Tasty. Meanwhile, Muldoon is caught off guard and killed by the other two raptors. Grant, Tim, and Lex reach the visitor center, and they have to hide from the, the, the raptors in the little kitchen area. Grant heads out to look for Sattler, leaving Tim and Lex inside. Tim and Lex are pursued by the raptors in the kitchen, but they escape and join Grant and Sattler, who have returned. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention at one point one of the kids dies because he gets electrocuted by a fence, but it doesn't really matter because he goes back to life anyway. So the group reaches the control room, where Lex <laughs> uses a computer to restore the park's power, because she's a hacker. On the mark, get set. Providing on the internet. Allowing Hammond to call for help. As the four try to escape by the front entrance, they are cornered by the raptors, but they escape when the T-Rex appears and kills the raptors, proving that it is the king of the dinosaurs. Hammond arrives in a jeep while Malcolm and the group boards a helicopter to leave the island, and that is the end of the movie. So, uh, Chris, what did you think of Jurassic Park? So, I think Jurassic Park is one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, it is, um, it's groundbreaking visual effects work. The dinosaurs still look amazing to this day. It's been on nearly 30 years. Like next year is the 30th anniversary of this movie and everything look still good. looks incredible. How are you not overwhelmed by the majesty of the, do you not have a soul? I, I like the majesty and please continue. I'm just saying that they, that I'm agreeing. The effects look pretty good. Um, <laughs> So anyways, various things that I love about this movie. For one, it is perfectly paced. Uh, it never feels like it slows down too much. Um, the characters are very compelling. The cast is, of course, great. Sam Neill and Laura Dern as Alan Grant and Ellie Sattler. They have a very fun dynamic. Of course, the legendary Jeff Goldblum as Ian Malcolm. Um, uh, 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 chaos there. You know, Laura Dern was in the third season of Twin Peaks. Laura Dern. And, of course was Admiral Holdo in Star Wars, The yes, Last Jedi. Yes, she was. Yeah. Yes. And uh, David Lynch once posed outside of a billboard of his movie with Laura Dern in it with a cow. Yes, to that try did to happen. Get, to try to get her awards. Um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson is in this movie. He says, hold on to your butts. Yeah. Very good. He's a bit of a he's a bit of an obscure actor. <laughs> Richard Attenborough brings a very jovial energy to Hammond that I greatly enjoy. There's almost a tragedy to his character arc in a way because you can tell... He, yes. was, he has very look at this cool rock I found energy when he shows mm -hmm. the dinosaurs. It's like, hey, everybody, look at these cool dinosaurs. Like, he's not in it for the money. Like, he wants the park to be open to all, and he's, like, against when the lawyer says, oh, we can just charge, like, $10,000, and people will we'll have a coupon day. We'll have a coupon day. Um, I feel like if he could get away with it, he would give away tickets to the park for free, probably. Probably, Because he yeah. just wants every everybody to see the cool dinosaurs. Um, and... But, you know, obviously, the plan does not work out, because humans and dinosaurs were just not meant to coexist. But you can tell it's what he, like, you know, and the majesty is beautiful and overwhelming and genuine, but it just, it can't, humans can't coexist with that. It just can't happen. It doesn't work out. And it's I have kind a question, of a shame, though. because they're is really this movie, fucking cool. Is this movie a horror film? Arguably. I would say, it's not arguably, I'd say it's a family horror film. Family horror, like Gremlins. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, like, everything about, in terms of the way it's story structured, and that, yes, it is very much in line with a typical horror film. It's just not really using a lot of the, 
of, of horror aesthetics, so it's kind of weird to say it's a horror film, even though it I really I mean, there's the severed is. arm, the scene where they're in the... The scene where they're trapped in the uh, in the kitchen is straight out of a slasher film, honestly. Okay, yeah, the shot. kitchen scene is very tense, yes. Yes. Um, um, and besides that, of course, the Tyrannosaurus Rex, I'd say it's in the same genre of monster horror as, like, Godzilla, which I know that Spielberg was inspired by when he made this movie. That's um, true. Yeah. Um, Alright, so... I also want to... Alright, so other things I like. Uh, we mentioned the shooter and the close-up on that guy's face is uh, hilarious. What about... I love that. Clever um, girl. Clever girl. Yes, clever girl is yes. also great. I also want to point out, so the kid... So there is... You mentioned there's the scene at the dig site where um, Alan Grant terrorizes... You know, implants the fear of God into this into this random child. Yes. Um, the fear of dinosaurs. Yes, the, and yeah, the fear of dinosaurs. Um, I mean, dinosaurs are basically God when you think about it. Um, but, <laughs> um, but the point is, there is a popular fan theory that that kid grows up to be Chris Pratt's character from Jurassic World, and mm. I wonder if that's going to end up being true because they're finally having the world characters meet like Alan Grant in the in Dominion. So I wonder mm. if. I wonder if I wonder if Alan Grant's gonna be like, didn't I terrorize you as a child? <laughs> so Chris Pratt's gonna be like, maybe. Oh yeah, you did. You <laughs> what do you think of the? Uh, <laughs> what do you think of the parental themes where Alan Grant takes on a paternal role and he has to care for the children? Yeah. I thought that was a very well done character arc in the film. I agree. I think the the development worked very well and was very effective. I liked the moments where Alan was like comforting the kids. Although I will say, Alan, you're kind of a dick for the electric fence bit. No, that was like, funny. I mean, it's a little funny, but also, like, they're in a very traumatic situation. Time and place, dude. Um, it's okay. I mean, something way more traumatic happens immediately after, so it's fine. That is very true. And the first, the, the, the and the cinematography in this movie is beautiful. It really, mm -hmm. and, and the shot composition as well, it really is works in capturing the majesty of both the island itself and the dinosaurs, because still... That first music cue when the dinosaurs first show up and you hear the da 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 fucking goosebumps John Williams every time. And by the way, the cinematography in this was done by Dean Cundy, who is of course a master mastermind of his field. He is one of the best cinematographers around. Dean Cundy, of course, works extensively with John Carpenter. Yes. You know what I really liked? I liked in this movie how Alan and Ellie. Whenever they would be nerding out about science, they would constantly look at each other and say, like, a couple words. Like, they have their own little language of, like, point scoring about their different theories about dinosaurs. I thought yes. that was fun and a really good character bit that they had yes. going on. I thought that I was fun. I like that a lot. And I mm -hmm. also like how, like, when the dinosaurs first show up, the, like, Ellie and Alan are just, like, freaking out and, like, over, like, the put your head between your knees and, like, things. It feels like a very genuine emotional reaction to seeing these creatures. And I... Uh, enjoy that immensely. Um, I do have to say that uh, as a paralegal, I feel like this movie is a little biased against lawyers. Uh, <laughs> we, we need to, to stop the anti-lawyer hate. The only one on my side is the blood-sucking lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what um, did you think of, um, of course, what do you think of Dr. Ian Malcolm? Ian Malcolm is great. I think I, I love his character, Jeff Goldblum. He is an icon. He is a sex symbol like yes you, you know they have the if, if you don't believe app. that just watch the fly the it's fucking hot <laughs> i mean he's got the the, the gratuitous app shots in this movie 
you know, they were doing the Marvel thing before it was cool. Um, and, so my and, problem uh, is, I feel like Ian Malcolm's a really fun character, but in the third act, he doesn't really have a lot to do. Well, yeah, because he is more, like, he is a supporting character. Like, he works precisely, like, he is charming precisely because he is not the main character, and he can just sort of do his shtick without having to do narrative heavy lifting, which does mean right. he gets kind of sidelined in the third act. But overall, his role in the movie works, as opposed to his role in the next movie, which, in my opinion, does not work we'll at all. We'll get to that later. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, so, um, there are many... So, in many ways... So, I love how timeless this movie feels, but I also love how there are moments in this movie that are incredibly 90s. Like yes. the the 90s VR headsets. Um, uh, it even has a CD-ROM! <laughs> an interactive CD-ROM. An interactive CD-ROM. CDI-level technology right Or there. my personal favorite, when uh, um, Lex hacks into the computer, it's like, it's a Unix system. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Unix. <laughs> Unix. And everywhere. if you notice the code that Nedry is working on is actually the language C, by the way. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and Nedry, yeah, uh, Newman is very good as the asshole-type character. I want to talk about the shaving cream. For a yes. second, because he hides it in the shaving cream, and then he loses the shaving cream can before he gets eaten, right? Yeah. Um, at one point in time, that can of shaving cream was the basis for Jurassic Park 4. Before it was Jurassic World, and before they had done, you know, they were doing the Legacy sequel stuff, and they were still planning to have basically the original cast to come back after 3 to do Part 4, the plan for the plot was to have scientists find the shaving cream can of dinosaur embryos like, I think it was, like, the U.S. government or something. Mm -hmm. And then they would use those dinosaur embryos to create human-dinosaur hybrids. Why did that be made? Why, why wasn't that made? Because, honestly, that feels like the biggest, like, drop plot point. Like, we're introduced to the can, we're reintroduced to the can, and then once he dies, we see the can again. But it's like, all right, but the can has no function in the narrative after that point. I think any sequel that comes forward should obviously use yeah. the can, but it sounds and like, from what you said, that none of them do. Yeah, so... them, yeah the, the, the can does not come back, and, like, there is actual concept art, and, like, I think plans for an action figure line of the human-dinosaur hybrid, some of those might have even come out, I can't remember. But, yeah, this was scrapped, and I highly doubt they'll probably visit that idea again, considering I think the, the people, like, the... The people behind it now are like that's a little too jump the shark, even for what we've done with Jurassic I disagree. World so far. But I disagree. I, I disagree as well. I would want it. I so, wanted the weird human dinosaur hybrid. So Chris, what did you think of the dinosaur special effects? Of course, they use matte paintings, they use animatronics, they use early CGI. Basically, yeah. every trick in the visual effects playbook of the '90s is polished off for this movie. What did you think of it? It is beautiful. Like they again, as I said, they still look amazing to this day, and they look better than they do in the second movie weirdly enough. like honestly of course they look better than uh, like all of the sequels even like the new jurassic world movies which do have really good cgi dinosaurs i don't really get the same feeling as i do from looking at the dinosaurs in this movie still yeah um, i'd say some of the cgi shots do look kind of 90 cgi but they're integrated very well i think with yeah. the uh with the images around them and also the yeah, effects and i want like and i really I, like the use of practical yeah. effects in this movie i think it really grounds yes. the dinosaurs i think it's great yeah. they use puppets and, they use everything yeah they use a lot of puppets there is i think there is one shot early on where you do see like a puppeteer's hand like for a second when trying to push the i think it's during the them 
trying to load the raptors in the truck. There is, like, oh. one shot where you see a puppeteer's hand, like, shove a raptor <laughs> out of the truck. Um, uh, I, but I like movie errors like that. It makes, it reminds you that the whole thing was, like, made by humans. So yeah. I like being able to spot stuff like that, which is why they shouldn't have removed Gene's guy from that one episode of The Mandalorian, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> bring back Gene's guy, you cowards. I agree. Anyways, um, that is one big pile of shit. Uh, good, good, good line. Um, Ian, uh, apparently Ian has three children, even though we only ever see one of them in the subsequent films. Well, it comes okay. off like he's a serial monogamist in the sense that he gets married multiple times. So he probably has several children he is paying, uh, child support for. Okay, but it's weird how we only ever see one of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, I yeah. guess so. I mean, especially considering, I, I believe he's a big character in the, the world films. Well, um, he comes, he's a supporting character in uh, Fallen Kingdom, the second one. And then he's going to be more of a main player alongside the returning Alan Grant and Ellie, Sedler for, uh, Ellie Sadler for Dominion. Mm. Um, uh, in the first Jurassic World, the only uh, returning cast member was, oddly enough, B.D. Wong yeah. as, as Henry Wu. <laughs> yep. Which is a... Very bizarre choice of, of bringing back anybody. It's it's him, but whatever. Um. Anyways, so the T Rex. I fucking love the T Rex. The T Rex is great, of course. She's a motherfucking T Rex, and she's awesome. And the best female characters of the of the of the eighties and nineties. <laughs> you know, Sarah Connor, uh, Ellen Ripley, the T Rex from Jurassic Park. <laughs> The real question is, is the T-Rex a girl boss? Yes. Yes. 100%. Gaslight, girl keep, dino <laughs> Gaslight, boss. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss, dino edition. Yes. And the, and the shot, and, you know, they've talked about, and, you know, there's all the, you know, you'll look into the behind the scenes of how they made the shot of, like, the, the glass rippling as the T-Rex still, to this day. Very cool. Chills. Incredible. And to talk about how they had to, like, shake it under, like, a table or whatever. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's one of those, like, just incredible special effects. Um, the the chase scene is really cool. Um, I, I love the conversation that Hammond and Ellie have at like the the you know the p dinner pavilion. Um, you know about the nature of existence and creation is an act of will. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a lot of you know good character building stuff. Well, that's one of the major themes of the film is bioethics and nature versus humanity. And yes. nature versus technology specifically and our respect or yeah. lack thereof yeah. for nature. Nature versus technology and the dangers of playing God. Which really like, is a is a 50s B-movie theme if I've ever heard one. In many ways, yes. But it, it also... The big thing with the, uh, with the era of blockbuster filmmakers was that they were basically taking a lot of B-movie ideas they were fans of when they were kids and then turning them into big budget films yeah. like Star Wars yeah, and Star Wars now is, Jurassic Park. Yeah, Star Wars is Flash Gordon. Yep. The Godfather is, you know, pulpy airplane novels and this is the land that time forgot exactly basically. yeah um uh there's uh there's a great dinosaur stampede scene uh that's or planet that's dinosaur yeah um and i also i love the i love uh one of ian's uh one of ian's other lines that i love is like you know when pirates of the caribbean breaks down the pirates don't eat the horse <laughs> like yes they do yet <laughs> not yet give, uh, give it that, it's funny it's funny to hear that because i always forget that that was a, a theme park attraction before it was a movie <laughs> so i mean, I mean, I, mean I don't blame you because disney did update the ride afterwards to put in stuff from the movie right so 
But yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a ride first. It was based on a ride. Um. Anyways, all right. So electric fence, clever girl, very good. The the tense kitchen scene. Oh, what did fantastic. you think of the hunter character overall? I think he's kind of funny. Um, oh, um I like he's just kind of a stereotypical hunter. Yeah, he, I mean, I mostly just remember clever girl. Like yes. I really like clever girl, and the rest of it, I'm just like, oh yeah, he's here. And like, he's I here. Kind of, like, he's one of those characters of that just girl, exists kind of, to like, die, I like, feel like. I love this movie, and I think it's a 10 out of 10, but there is, like, that character outside of Clever Girl is a character I usually forget is in the movie until I rewatch it. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, this guy's here. Yep. <laughs> this guy's here now. Um, the scene where raptors can open doors is like, holy fucking shit. They are officially more intelligent than, than the aliens in Signs. Yes. Not that yes. that's a high bar, but... Uh, <laughs> Very good. Um, what do you think of Mr. DNA? Mr. DNA is fun. And I like that Mr. DNA uh, is a playable character in Lego Jurassic World. Very good. <laughs> Very so, good. So do you have any uh, final thoughts on okay. the movie? So let's see. Uh, T-Rex, the hero we deserve, beating up the raptors. Very mm-hmm. good. Um, and the ending shot of the majestic pterodactyls and the ocean. Very good. And just overall thoughts. It's just, this is a fantastic movie. I love it to death. It's one of my favorite Spielberg films. One of my favorite films of all time it, the dinosaur effects are groundbreaking the characters are very compelling the action is tense it's perfectly paced it's got really compelling themes that you know you talk about the dangers of playing god but i feel like there, there's a lot of sci-fi that you know when it talks about like don't play god it can feed into anti-science narratives but i feel like jurassic park is still like nah dinosaurs are cool and it's cool that we were able to make these but, mm-hmm. you know, maybe don't send humans to the same island that the dinosaurs are on. I feel well, yeah, like that when, part will end badly. When Ian Malcolm raises his objection, there's a, a line people don't talk about a lot where Dr. John Hammond offhandedly calls Ian Malcolm a Luddite. And the, the Luddites were a group of people that destroyed mechanical machines because they thought that it was taking away people's jobs. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like the theme between, you know, humanity, technology, and the proper use is really central to the whole film. It's also um, interesting, quotation marks, to see uh, certain people on the internet react to the new Jurassic World movie having, like, a black female lead and, like, a gay character and being like, Jurassic Park has gone woke! And meanwhile, in the first movie, Ellie Sattler literally has a line, Dinosaurs eat man, woman inherits the earth. Yes. (laughs) Like, if Jurassic Park came out today... These, the anti-SJW reactionaries would hate it. <laughs> see, that's the thing, is like, that they wouldn't hate it, because the anti-SJW reactionaries only hate things that have established, uh, that have an established fan base already, because that's the way they infect people with their views, is they take something that's popular, complain about it, and then sneak in the, the racist and sexist shit. Hmm. That is fair, but I've also, I've. It depends. It depends on it depends on what particular anti SJW reactionary you're looking at because some Anyways. of them just complain about women existing in literally anything. But that's neither here nor there. Anyways, Jurassic Park is a fantastic movie. Ten yes. out of ten. Still holds up to this day. And uh, but uh, maybe and and, they, and thus all of the characters learned that they shouldn't go back to the dinosaur island ever again. And they or never did. Do. And they never went back to the dinosaur island ever again. Again, I'm sure they will they will learn their lesson and not do anything stupid. Avin in any sense wait, there's five more there's four more of these. Why why don't you ask me my opinion on Jurassic Park? Alright. Yes, anyways, what is your opinion about Jurassic Park? I think Jurassic Park is a pretty great movie. Uh it's definitely um 
I think it's better than Jaws, but it's not one of my favorite Spielberg films, and I'll get into why. I do really enjoy the whole science versus, you know, nature theme. I really enjoy the characters like Dr. Alan Grant and Dr. Ellie Sattler. My problem comes in where I... I the kids are annoying. I don't like the children. I mean, I like the I like uh, the kids fine. I mean, I okay. Like, I I, I still Lex think the final Tim scene are... where she uses her hacker ability is really silly. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, yes, it's silly, but it's it's a it's a fun kind of silly. And I still say I like Lex and Tim more than any of the other kids. In the uh, other, I feel movies. like Jeff Goldblum like... was a little underserved by not having enough to do in the narrative. Um, besides that, if I could. Uh, criticize something else um again i feel like the uh the shaving cream bottle was a bit of a you know it was like it was a macguffin that just stopped mattering like halfway through the movie and i feel like you could have given more utility in the story to the uh to the barbasol can Um, i hope they bring back the you know uh, it, it probably won't happen but mm-hmm. I, I really hope now that they bring back the, the Barbasol can and Dominion and actually do the dinosaur-human hybrid plot. And while it is uh, really nice to see Samuel L. Jackson, we never see Samuel L. Jackson dropping F-bombs and fighting dinosaurs, which I also feel is a bit of a missed opportunity. That's true. They yeah. should. Be, uh, I know he died, um, or <laughs> it's implied that he died, but they should bring him back in Dominion. And be like, and have him be like, I'm tired of all these motherfucking dinosaurs on this motherfucking planet. And but, just yeah, g- generally, I feel like this movie is like, if you went through a dinosaur phase as a kid and then you saw this movie, it's a ten to you, you know. But for me, I never really went through a dinosaur phase, so I just sort of see it as like a blockbuster film from the '90s, and I'm like, oh, it's pretty good. You know, it's a great movie. It has a lot of fun action scenes. It's got a lot of great Spielbergian elements. But overall, I don't feel like it, it really rises to the same level of some of Spielberg's better films, like some of his masterpieces. Uh, but overall, I do think it is great, and I do think it's a good time. And you should check out uh, Jurassic Park if you have not. And yeah. this incredibly uh, very positive, but not as positive as you might want review, is going to annoy Chris for the rest of his life. <laughs> right, Chris? How dare you not give Jurassic Park a 10 out of 10? It's an 8 out of 10. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to add a couple other things. Of course, the special effects in Jurassic Park are fantastic. Probably the best usage of CGI in the 1990s. Um, yeah. And the uh, I love the animatronic puppetry stuff. And I think the fact that they didn't lean so heavily on CGI made it uh, really integrate nicely with the other special effects. They used CGI very sparingly. And also they had it usually in darkly lit shots, which made it look a lot better. Yeah, so they were really using the uh, limitations of their technology to their benefit. Yeah, like a lot suspense. of the shots of, like, the, the T-Rex in the rain, like, those are CGI. But, like, but they look great. But they look but they look fantastic. And meanwhile, like, a lot of the other shots of, like, the Brachiosaur or, like, the Raptors tend to be a combination of, like, puppetry and matte paintings and... Maybe like CGI. a maybe like a little CGI enhancement here and there. Yeah. Like, which I but think yeah, is a overall, good way to do I think, it. I think it's a great blockbuster. Definitely um, one of my favorite dinosaur movies. But yeah, it's yeah. a great movie. Eight out of ten. All right, and now we go on to the other film that we're covering today: The Lost World, Curl Colon Jurassic Park. Now we move on from one of my favorite Spielberg films to. One of my least favorite Spielberg films, The Lost World. I don't like this movie very much. 
A wealthy British family docked their yacht and come ashore on nearby Isla Sorna. Isla Sorna. <laughs> Isla Sorna. Unaware that the island contains genetically engineered dinosaurs. Their daughter wanders off and is attacked by a group of cos- Compsogenthus, but is saved by her father and yacht crew. Uh, an ailing Dr. John Hammond invites mathematician Dr. Ian Malcolm to his residence to discuss the recent incident. And Hammond's like, hey, I'm going to bring back Jurassic Park. And Ian Malcolm's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. He's like, I'm going to bring back Jurassic Park. And <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to totally and, do it. And Dr. Ian Malcolm's like, fuck. Guess I have to be the hero of the movie. <laughs> Hammond's company, InGen, which created the dinosaurs, is now headed by Hammond's nephew, Peter Ludlow, because of nepotism, who used the incident to take control of the company away from Hammond. Ian learns that InGen originally cloned the dinosaurs on Isla <clears throat> no- Sorna. Also known as Site B. Yes. But the island was abandoned during a hurricane, and the animals were released into the wild to fend for themselves. Ludlow wants to exploit the island's creatures to save InGen from bankruptcy, which is very different from what Hammond wanted to do, which was exploit dinosaurs for love and majesty and also money. Hammond asks Ian to join a team who will document the dinosaurs in their natural habitati in order to encourage a policy of non-interference. He initially refuses until he finds out that his girlfriend, paleontologist Dr. Sarah Harding, was hired, and is already on Isla Sorna with their uh, daughter. Upon hearing this, Ian reluctantly agrees to go on the island, but only to retrieve Sarah. <coughs> Ian travels there with Eddie Carr, an equipment specialist and engineer, and Nick Van Owen, a video documentarian and activist. One of these people is Vince Vaughn. They yes, find Sarah amidst a herd of Stegosaurus, but she insists on staying to continue her research because she don't need no man and don't need no rescue. Ian is shocked when she discovers that his daughter, Kelly, who he had talked to earlier in the film and who is also into gymnastics, has stowed away with the team in a trailer, which serves as their mobile base. Ludlow and a mercenary team arrive on the island to capture the dinosaurs, which is a great idea. That's, that's, that's a good job. Great idea. Very smart plan. With help from big game hunters Roland Tembo and A.J. Sidhu, Roland's second-in-command Dieter Shark, and yes, his name is literally Dieter Shark, and paleontologist <laughs> Dr. Robert Burke, Malcolm's group realizes that Ludlow and the InGen team are planning to take the captured specimens back to the mainland and to an unfinished Jurassic Park attraction yeah. in San Diego, an amphitheater zoo which Hammond abandoned in favor of the park on Isla Nublar. Nick and Sarah free the captured dinosaurs, allowing the animals to wreak havoc across the InGen's team's camp, which sounds like murder, but, you know, <laughs> good cause. On the way back to the trailer, Nick rescues an injured Tyrannosaurus Rex infant that Roland tried to use as bait to hunt its male parents. The baby T-Rex is very adorable, and I love it. Nick and Sarah treat the infant for a broken leg, but the Tyrannosaurus adult arrives because it wants its baby back. They reclaim their infant, destroy the trailer, and devour Eddie during his attempt to rescue the group. Ian, Sarah, Nick, and Kelly are rescued by Ludlow's team and are forced to work together with them after learning that they've lost all communication equipment as well. They elect to walk en masse to a distant abandoned InGen base to call for help. During a break, Stark goes into the wilderness alone to relieve himself like an idiot and is killed by a giant <laughs> Compsognathus. After the team sets up a camp for the night, they are ambushed by the Tyrannosaurus adult. Burke is devoured and everyone else flees into a field of long grass containing a pack <laughs> of Velociraptors, where AJ and the others are all killed. Ian, Sarah, Kelly, and Nick manage to reach the InGen base, 
fight off the three Velociraptors and successfully radio for hel helicopter extraction. After being rescued, Nick reveals that he stole Roland's ammunition to prevent him from killing his intended trophy. Because, fuck Roland. <laughs> but while passing overhead, they notice that Roland sedated the male Tyrannosaurus. Surprising. As more InGen personnel arrive on the island to secure the male and the infant, Roland declines a job offer at the San Diego Park from Ludlow, reflecting on AJ's death and the morality of Ludlow's scheme. Mm. Character. Yeah. In San Diego, Ian and Sarah attempt to meet with Ludlow in order to prevent him from unveiling the attraction. Before they can do this, the ship carrying the male Tyrannosaurus suddenly crashes in the docks. The crew is found dead, and the Tyrannosaurus is accidentally released and begins <laughs> rampaging through the city. Hell yeah! Yes. Ian and Sarah locate the infant and the attraction and relieve it, using it to lure the male back to the docks. Makes sense. Ludlow pursues the couple onto the ship and tries to catch the infant with the cargo hold, but he is cornered by the male, which breaks his leg, incapacitating him before he is mauled to death by the infant. Tasty. Yes. Sarah uses a tranquilizer gun to sedate the male, while Ian seals the cargo hold doors. In the aftermath, the dinosaurs are shipped back to Isla Sorner, and accompanied by a naval escort, where Ian, Sarah, and Kelly watch Hammond's announcement in that the American and Costa Rican governments have declared the island a nature preserved in a televised interview. And also, Ian Malcolm has learned that he needs to be an active father. Has he, oh, though? Also, his daughter fucking defeated a dinosaur through gymnastics. Through gymnastics? <laughs> that part was dope. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I like how you're movie. like, oh, the, I'm gonna the, give my the Lex, Lex hacking the Unix system was a little too silly, but Chekhov's gymnastics is yes. perfectly fine. Yes. Okay. Now, Chris may tell you that this movie is not good, but I, an intellectual, will tell you that this movie is actually a lot of fun. We got Jeff Goldblum at his Jeff Goldblumiest. We have him being an action hero, which mm. is amazing. I love Jeff Goldblum. Mm. Anytime Jeff Goldblum is the main character, I love that movie. I mean, this is a 7 out of 10, mm. but I kind of mm. love it. Um, but yeah, so uh, besides mm. that, I think the action is surprisingly good for a sequel. I think Steven Spielberg obviously is kind of running out of ideas when it comes to dinosaurs. But he's like, all right, I can still do new stuff with this. Like, you know how they were going to make that Godzilla film? Why don't I do that for my ending, but better? <laughs> I, don't I mean, know that's which one true. Came out first. <laughs> I mean, that, no, no, this was um, this was ninety seven, so it was a year before American Godzilla. A year before, all right. But it's basically that, but extremely better. Um, I do I like that part. Yes, I really enjoy Jeff Goldblum's arc, where he has to learn how to be a more present father and has to come to terms with the fact that he is a serial monogamist and you know can't keep a girlfriend and, and uh, i like dr sarah harding constantly calling out ian i think that's fun besides that i think the movie has some kind of throwaway characters like eddie carr and nick van owen vince vaughn's in this movie but he's not that memorable honestly the hunter character is basically the same hunter character from the first jurassic park but with an arc which is interesting i thought that's a kind of interesting concept but um Besides that, I think it's mostly just a pretty good sequel. It has the same uh, pretty good special effects. Not as good as the first film. Because Noticeably I, not as good as the first film. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, but uh, overall, I'd say that it's a fun time. I really enjoyed the daughter character. I thought she was great. 
Um, and I like that uh, they. Uh, I love. I like that she has gymnastic powers. I really enjoyed <laughs> the part where she kicked the Velociraptor in the face. <laughs> Chekhov's gymnastics was one of the best parts of the movie. I know everybody says that's the stupidest part of the movie. I disagree. That's the most clever part of the movie. All right, this is a rip roaring, frolicking good time. If you turn your brain off, it's a good time. Maybe you need to be a little drunk for it, but hey, great time. My brother-in-law loves it. Uh, I say it's a 7 out of 10. One thumb up. Check it out. And Chris, what do you think of this movie? I think this movie is very mediocre and disappointing. (laughs) Um, So you hate the John Williams score, don't you? No, okay, here's the thing. It's not that... Here's the thing. So The the John Williams score is very good. The returning themes are great, but I don't remember any of his original pieces for this movie. Mm. I feel like... Look, I don't want to insult John Williams because, you know, he is... He, he is a legend. He has done... He is, one, he is perhaps the single greatest film composer of all time. And he consistently has put out banger after banger after banger of iconic movie themes. But I feel like for Lost World, he was a little bit phoning it in. I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe it's just because he was also starting work on Star Wars again at the time. Because, you know, it was, this was two years after Phantom Menace and probably... So... I don't know why, I just, I've, I don't find any of his original themes for this movie memorable, although the uses of returning, the returning themes are great, although But they Chris, do how can you hate Jeff Goldblum in this movie? In a very... Okay, here's the thing about Jeff Goldblum in this movie. I love Jeff Goldblum. I, I, let me make that clear. I love Jeff Goldblum. He's one of my favorite actors. He has a, you know, an inescapable charm to him, and I will watch however many seasons of that Nat Geo Disney Plus show where Jeff Goldblum just tells you about random things in the world that he's interested yes. in. Yes. Um, I will just, I will watch that forever. The world according to Jeff Goldblum is fantastic. But, like, the problem with his role in this movie and him being the lead character is that, as I mentioned, in the first movie, his character worked because he could just do his shtick uninterrupted, and he didn't have to do narrative heavy lifting. It's the same problem... Actually, I, I would I would have to disagree. I like that they gave the character more narrative heavy lifting in this film. I, don't I think it's feel one like of the positives was... when compared to the original. No, because I don't because I don't feel like he's he gets to be as charming in this film. He doesn't have as many like Jeff Goldblum moments because he has to like do uh, do kind of very trite arcs about oh I'm a bad father and I have to learn how to not be a bad father. I'm like I don't care. I want to see want to see chaos theory sex icon Jeff Goldblum. I don't care about bad father Jeff Goldblum. I don't care about character development. I want Jeff Goldblum how he was in the first movie. <laughs> well, because he was more char. It's the same problem. It's the it's the same problem with. The I later- honestly don't find him that charming in the first film. I do. I, and- I find him likable because he seems like a bit of a scumbag. Honestly, <laughs> it's it's the it's it, here's the, like the problem I have with Jeff Goldblum in this movie is the same problem. Where with the later Pirates of the Caribbean movies, where they tried to make Jack Sparrow the main character, and it doesn't work because he's not a lot. He doesn't get to be charming anymore, and when he does get to do his shtick, it's not funny. It's the, it's the problem. It's the same issue here. Where because but Jeff he Goldblum has does have, a good job in this movie. I mean, he's definitely doing his best with the material. I just don't think he's given again. He's not given as many opportunities to re, to really. 
take advantage of what makes Ian Malcolm work as a character. It feels... I think I'm just going to have to fundamentally disagree, but okay. His arc feels very trite. I mean, Kelly's okay, I guess. Um, What'd you think of the gymnastics kick? I mean, it's stupid, but it got a it got a laugh out of me. It it's was fun. entertaining, so I'll I mean, give it these that. movies are meant to be fun, right? Yeah, these movies are meant to be fun, so I'll give it that. That you know, yes, it's it's dumb, but it's an entertaining kind of. Thing. Also, the ending oh. is really good, and the ending is very good. I do really like the ending, and I'll talk about that in a moment. Um, uh, the other thing, I really love the line in the initial conversation that Kelly has with Ian of like, uh, she uh, when they're talking about like um getting like kelly staying with like her aunt or whatever mm-hmm. and kelly's just like she doesn't even have sega <laughs> and i'm like this is 1997 the saturn was bombing why does she care <laughs> i think um spielberg was a little out of touch well i mean to be fair there was the jurassic park sega genesis game that yeah was, exactly maybe he was a really big fan of how the sega genesis game adapted jurassic park <laughs> i don't know <laughs> is spielberg a gamer i mean he did make, I, I, I don't know i mean he did make ready player one which is wor- his worst in... movie you know it's a it's a fine movie it's mm. charming it's well, better tell than me this. tell me what i i don't understand why you dislike this movie please explain it explain okay. it for me i'm trying to explain it in that so i like some of the ideas present um, you know, I like the idea of, oh, they have to, there was a separate island for dinosaur manufacturing, makes sense in the story, and they have to go to the second island for, you know, to document the dinosaurs there, and, and, you know, hijinks ensue. Um, I think the premise is, is sound, the, and there's some interesting ideas explored. I think the problem is, especially, you know, once the engine military guys show up, it gets really, really boring for a vast majority of the movie. The pacing I would, is, I would disagree. Is, well, the pacing is glacially slow, mm. especially when compared to the first film. Um, the dinosaur effects look far... Like, most of the shots are fine. Like, most of the dinosaur shots look fine, but then you have, like, when you first see the dinosaurs, and there's it's very obvious CGI. I'm like, ugh, what happened? Why? But how can like, you hate a movie where they save a baby T-Rex? I mean, that part is very good. I like that 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 part's pretty good and then a lot of it is again a lot of it is really boring military stuff and very trite character arcs with Ian Malcolm has to learn how to be a father I guess I disagree I like his character (laughs) I I find it mostly boring and they have boring family drama and relation boring relationship drama and as opposed to the relationship drama in the first film it worked, yeah. I think the relationship drama in the first film worked because the characters were compelling and there was more. I mean, of a I'd say there. it's 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 just a little less interesting, but it's not that much different from the character drama in the first film. I care like, about the first Al- film Alan didn't Moore. have a like um, it wasn't a character study, you I know. Mean, I, I, the I, I mo- mean, the characters fit the function of the film. I mean, yeah, but this movie spends a lot more time on the relationship drama, and it's really boring, and I don't care. Um, <laughs> Mm. and uh also minor note but that amphitheater is not a suspicious is not a sufficient space to house dinosaurs these people are idiots um although that is probably the point um i like when the motherfucking t-rex comes back that's pretty cool and she's a mom she wants to protect her baby very good and i do like the t-rex in san diego the whole when it gets to the climax 
it does get fun again and we get to see the T-Rex in suburbia. There's the one <laughs> the one scene with the hilariously calm child where the dino where the T-Rex walks yes. into the child's backyard and this kid isn't super ecstatic or super afraid. He's just very matter of fact mother, father. There is a dinosaur in the backyard. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> what? What the fuck? Exactly. That's a 6 out of 10 at least on its own right there. <laughs> You see, that's the thing. I'm fine with you not saying it's, like, a fantastic movie. I don't think it's fantastic either. But, like, a five? I feel like it's at least a six. Um, most of the... Again, because most of the movie is really boring. Like, most uh, of... I don't remember okay. most of the characters. There aren't as many memorable lines. The effects aren't as good. Like, um, although I do like Roland's, like, last line where he's like, I've spent... An, I think I've spent enough time in the company of death. Like... That line actually goes really hard for, yes. and it did not need to, and I I respect that. Um, and uh, you know, I like the T Rex eating traffic lights. That's good. I'm hearing a lot um, of likes, but but again, over again, the climax is fun, and there's some interesting ideas explored for like the first forty minutes, but. Again, I don't really feel like Ian Malcolm works as well here as he does in the first mm. film, even though I love Jeff Goldblum. And they're still kind of stupid for going back to the island at all, quite frankly. Okay. And everything with the engine guys, which takes up a huge chunk of the movie, is really, really boring. And I don't care. And All right, I think we've established that. Do you have any final thoughts on Lost World? The Lost World is a movie that I wish was good. Um, and that has some good ideas and a very good climax, but ultimately is very disappointing. Definitely a massive step down from the masterpiece that is the first film. And, you know... I think it's a slight step down. Like, the first one's an 8, and the second one's a 7. No, no, no. The so first I'm sure Jurassic ten... Park 3 will probably be, like, a 6. I mean, Jurassic Park 3 is probably overall a worse movie but from I what I remember, it. it was more entertaining, and I actually like the world, because the problem is, you're never gonna live up to the original Jurassic Park. Right, so stop making them. And 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 it's like, it is, and if you have to make them, stop trying to live up to original Jurassic Park, and just make dumb, fun B-movies, which is what All the right. Jurassic World movies are. And so I think are... we've I think we've completed our our yeah. review of the Lost World. So, anyways, so I feel yeah, like so now what we should Lost do World. is we should look to the future and say, all right, Chris, I bet you are going to like the world films, and three is going to be a guilty pleasure. That's what I bet for you. I what mean, do you think my opinion's going to be? Oh, that is a very good question. I mean, you if you liked Lost World then you you might like three it's a lot more ridiculous than lost world okay so cool predator two thing. action cool i'm i'm not sure how you'll feel about world that is a that is a very good question because world has especially yeah, had, like world I've, one is like has a surprising amount of like meta satire oh no and, <laughs> but like it like it, it like in many ways here's the here's the thing it's not what you're thinking. Okay. In that Jurassic World, in many ways, feels like a blockbuster arguing against its own existence, which is a bizarre paradigm, but one that's also fascinating. And okay. I'm not sure how you'll feel about that. So metatextually, it's a movie that hates itself. In some ways, <laughs> yes. Interesting. 
It's a yeah. Lego sequel that thinks I... Lego sequels are terrible. <laughs> then I'll probably be conflicted on it. <laughs> yeah, I imagine there'll be some conflict. I'm excited to revisit. Moral, yeah, absolutely. Like, like well, what are we doing next week? Well, Chris? because next week, speaking of which, we are in fact continuing the Jurassic Thon. Yeah. Jurassic Park 3, Alan, and Jurassic World, starring Mr. Mr. Chris Chris Pratt. Yes, Mr. Pratt. Pratty McPratt Pratt. Yes. <laughs> so everyone's that, favorite actor. Yes, who actually, who actually, who for the record did not actually go to the homophobic church that everyone says he went to. That's 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 fake news. Um, just just want to put that out there. <laughs> I have not seen a source for that, so I can either confirm or deny. Well, actually, I think literally the guy who ran the homophobic church had to come out and say Chris Pratt never went to the homophobic church. Well, anyway, what are we doing next anyway, week? Yes. Th- We're well, doing Jurassic Park 3 and, and Jurassic, Jurassic World, World, right? Like I just said. Yeah. So, anyways, this has been Hipster and the Nerd. A little bit on the shorter side this time, but we do yeah. this every week. And you can find us on Spotify and apple podcasts and all of your major podcast platforms please leave us a nice five star review five stars and and uh subscribe and vote in the polls remember we spared no expense we did spare no expense so please vote in the polls and answer the q a's please and uh Mm -hmm. please engage with our content so it can be picked up by the algorithm please i'm yeah (laughs) Um, all hail the algorithm all hail the algorithm and uh you know do all of that and spread the word on social media share it with all of your friends and i do mean all of them hashtag hipster and the nerd help us grow the show we Send very much appreciate on Grindr. and before i forget because i just remembered uh my good friend uh robbie thornton who ah. you can hear on the uh robbie's world podcast on spotify very good podcast a lot of positive vibes going on there um but uh he wanted me to plug um, on may 27th american time and may 28th australian time where he is he will be doing an instagram live stream with avi roke uh who is the voice of rain on the owl house um on uh his instagram rob dog 1993 with two g's or uh and if they can't access his they can also find it on avi's instagram which is am uh am roke so if you if y'all are on instagram and that is uh something that interests you then look forward to where uh, they can where can they find your geeky fan fiction well anyways um (laughs) and with that plug out of the way i am chris hannah you can find me at meganerd98 on twitter and on letterboxd and you can also find me on my wordpress page mega nerds musings home of geeky ramblings and self-indulgent fan fiction the young justice follow-up is coming i i know i said it would be within the week and it's late now but i'm going to to write it we're and all waiting so, on bated breath yeah i just this was it was the end i i really wanted them to be better and then they didn't and if anything it kind of if anything it ended worse off than where it began and it's just (sighs) anyways anyways yeah um so 
that that is coming um anyways brian where can they find you you can find me on letterbox at bbreck2 you can find me on twitter at brian brecker or you can find me inside your hopes and minds or in the latrine outside being eaten by a dinosaur oh my god is there any more humiliating way to go than being eaten on the toilet <laughs> um yes what exactly autoerotic asphyxiation and being eaten how does that happen at the same time? Like, you go into the bathroom <laughs> and you take a bell. <laughs> I don't think I need to go any further. <laughs> but it would oh. be more embarrassing. Okay, then. Um, yeah, just ask uh, the bad guy from Kill Bill. Anyways, um, David uh, once again, this has been Hipster <laughs> the Nerd. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, C's the means, means of apple, of apple booze um and we will see you next, next time, time. Right, i might cut out the part about autoerotic asphyxiation